we welcome you to this edition of Eagles 360 on this Tuesday at the NovaCare Complex. Dave Spadaro, Brian Westbrook, and we're here to talk about a really tough loss, Brian, a, a loss that we did not see coming. The Eagles, 27-13 to 13 losers to the Green Bay Packers on Monday night, now 5-6 and six on the season. Brian, what happened at, at a night when it was Hall of Fame night, it was back in black night, Lincoln Financial Field ready to go, the Eagles were not. Yeah, I don't think they came out prepared to play uh, last night the way that we're accustomed to seeing playing at home. You know, what we see from our home team when we're here is our defense coming out on fire, getting out there to quarterback, 14 turnovers. Last night, we didn't see any sacks. We didn't see any turnovers. That's where we lost the football game. And we are going to talk about that. Interesting that you start with the defense, and I agree with that. The Eagles offensively just six possessions until the final two minutes of the game. They scored on three of those six possessions. Yeah. You like that percentage, right? You like that, yeah. 50%, but not enough against the Green Bay razor-sharp quarterback by the name of Aaron Rodgers. On this Tuesday, the Eagles try to turn the page a bit and look ahead to the Cincinnati Bengals. Doug Peterson met the media earlier today. Alex Smith has our Eagles 360 update with the very latest. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith here with your 360 update. The Eagles are coming off of a 27-13 loss at the hands of the Green Bay Packers last night at Lincoln Financial Field. And the Eagles are now 5-6 five and six with five games to play here in 2016. Today we heard from head coach Doug Peterson on what his message is to this team for the final five games. Well, you just find out who, who, who's going to put forth the effort, who, who's going you know, to you know, sort of man up, as they say, and, uh, and take pride in, 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 their, in their jobs and their profession, and, and that's coaches and players. And, and that's not a, listen, that's not a, not a threat or anything like that. That's just, a, that's just because that's what happens. It, teams, teams in our situation right now, even though you know, you're still on the, maybe on the edge of, of getting to where you want to be at the end of the season, you can kind of go the other way. And, and uh, it's not to put any added pressure on anybody, but at the same time, I don't want people to just start tanking it, you know, in the last, last half of the, you know, the last month of the season. And the Eagles' only offensive touchdown of the night came on a Carson Wentz QB keeper in the first quarter. And though the second overall pick did throw an interception later in the game, Coach Peterson did like what he saw overall from Wentz. I mean, I thought he played, you know, um, outside of a couple of plays, I thought he, I thought he played, he played well, you know, and, and <clears throat> being able to manage uh, the number of, um, you know, formation adjustments and things that we did with, with a young group, uh, getting those guys lined up, the communication, uh, getting in, getting us in and out of, you know, runs and passes and protections and um, one of his better games that he's had here recently uh, from, from that standpoint. And finally, we'll close things out here with an injury update from Coach Peterson, who said that Jordan Matthews, who left last night's game with an ankle injury, he should be good to go for Sunday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals, as should running back Ryan Matthews, who missed Monday night's game with a knee injury. As for right tackle Halapulavati Vitae, he is still probably week to week, and we'll have to see whether or not he is able to suit up this weekend. But for a complete injury update and everything else you need to know from Coach Peterson's press conference, stay right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app. Thank you so much, Alex. And, you know, look, Brian, the Eagles are 2-6 and six after that 3-0 and start. And Doug Peterson has to find a way to stop the bleeding. What does he do? You know, when you talk to the leaders of your football team and you say, guys, listen, we've been here before. We've been in bad situations before. 
but we have to change something up. We just can't continue to do the same things, make the silly mistakes, penalties, all those types of things, and think we're just going to win football games, especially going on the road this week. You can't continue to do those things. If something doesn't change, we'll get to continue to get the same results, and that's losing football games, and nobody wants that. Yeah, so we've got a lot to talk about here. He's got a lot to say about the Monday night loss to the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk about the offense. We'll look ahead in a bit, but when we return to Eagles 360, we're going to start on the defensive side of the ball where the Eagles just had no answers for Aaron Rodgers. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Be noisy. Be silent. Be near. Be far. Be joyful. Be together. Celebrate joy with Dunkin's holiday-flavored coffees, espressos, and donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. We are back. This is Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Brian Westbrook, talking about the Eagles' defensive performance against the Green Bay Packers, who won the game on third downs, 10 of 14, 1 of 1 on fourth downs. The Eagles also committing penalties on two third downs, which add to the carnage. Um, Brian, what are you seeing from a defense that in the last couple of weeks here, no sacks, no turnovers, uh, big plays allowed. Uh, it has been a difficult road here for the Eagles. I think six sacks in the last five games. Well, we always have said that this team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is going to win or lose a game with their front four. And I think coming into this football game, we needed to get pressure from our front four. We didn't get that. We needed to get uh, contained. From our front four, we didn't get that. Too many times in this game, Aaron Rodgers was allowed to just sit back in the pocket and pick apart our defense. The one thing that I saw as I watched it, it looked like Aaron Rodgers was playing seven on seven. He, he was allowed to just stand back there, no pressure. When he wanted to roll to the left, he rolled to the left. When he wanted to move to the right, he moved to the right. Our defensive line has to play much better. And I think we mixed some blitzes in there, but they never got home. And so if we want to get pressure on our quarterback, if we want to find a way to win defensively, it starts with our front four. And I, I think it, when you add blitzes in there, they have to get home because your secondary guys are counting on, on you to get there to, to, to slow things down just on, a bit. On Green Bay's first drive, a third and one play, and Aaron Rodgers runs a bootleg, and he has all sorts of yardage yep. to go, 16 yards he gained. And I thought as Brandon Graham crashed in and lost contain, I thought, this could be a really tough night. The Eagles trying to make big plays instead of playing smart, disciplined defense. When you talk about disciplined defense, you talk about missed tackles, 
that's not that's undisciplined defense. You talk about penalties, offsides, personal fouls. That's undisciplined defense. And these are from veterans. We have to find a way to fix those things. And I think it starts with Doug and Jim Swartz. Like, we're not going to stand for this. If you're making those types of plays, you have to sit on the bench for just a little bit. Hopefully get your, your head into the game because you can't continue to allow those things to happen because you lose football games that way. Interesting statistic here against the Seattle Seahawks. The Eagles allowing 149 yards after the catch on Monday night, 148 yards allowed after the catch to the Green Bay Packers. The defense is springing some leaks, Brian Westbrook. And you mentioned the front four. It has been a collective drop. Mm -hmm. Fletcher Cox, no sacks since Detroit. Vinnie Curry, one and a half quarterback sacks this season after signing the big contract. Uh, Connor Barwin, just four sacks and really struggling off the edge. And now we see offensive lines paying a lot of attention to Brandon Graham, and his production is going down. You know, I, if I'm Jim Swartz, I'm going to start running some games, some stunts, tackle and end stunts. I'm just going to try to do something different to get these guys jump-started with the pressure. Because right now, they're not winning their one-on-one battles. Fletcher's Cox, we'll continue to get double-teamed. That means three guys on that defensive line, Logan, Barwin, as well as Graham, they're one-on-one. They have to find a way to get home. Fletcher Cox has to be a more of a dominant player on the defensive front. He got paid like one of the best defensive players in the game. He has to start playing like that right now if this defensive front wants to play better. In this segment, we also talk about special teams. Not a whole lot to report. The Eagles kickoff return game for the first time all season got dominated. Yeah. And they, they didn't get the ball to the 20-yard line. Donnie Jones, two punts inside the 20. Caleb Sturgis, two of two on his field goal Long attempts, field goals. including Long a 50-yarder. So yeah. that's maybe the bright spot yeah. of this night. It's it was not, not a lot. To, not yeah. a lot. A very light Dim, silver. Yeah. Dim silver. <laughs> yeah. Not a very bright spot kind of evening for the Philadelphia Eagles. When we return to Eagles 360, we're going to talk about the offense. Yeah, there were some troubles there. The offensive line coming into the game with a new starting look. No Ryan Matthews, and then later in the game, no Jordan Matthews. How did that impact what Doug Peterson and Frank Reich wanted to do? We'll talk about it next. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Toyota. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Take your spring vacation with Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacation's Beach Blitz. Join me along with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jordan Matthews on an all-inclusive vacation a world away from the ordinary at the luxurious, now Jade, Riviera Cancun Resort. You'll receive non-stop round-trip airfare, luxury hotel accommodations, and special events with Eagles VIPs. Go to applevacations.com slash eagles to book your trip today. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give them heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give them the one-two. You tell them, Captain. Let's go out there and we're going to really give them the business. My God, let's sock it to them. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Come on, boys, let's give them a walk. Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit PickNRG.com today. Celebrate the holidays with delicious Dunkin' Coffee.
Stop by Dunkin' Donuts for two K-Cup boxes for $15.99 or three pounds of packaged coffee for $19.99. America runs on Dunkin'. Dave Spadaro, Brian Westbrook, it's the day after here on Eagles 360. Philadelphia falls to 5-6, and six, lost to the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. And we're now talking about an offense that started out the game the right way. A wonderful 81-yard drive engineered by a perfect Carson Wentz on the drive, an answer to the Packers' opening drive, Brian. And then the Eagles, eh, it's just not enough. A couple field goals, and that's all she wrote. I think uh, on that first drive, you mix in a lot of run attempts as well as short, quick passes. DGB did a great job uh, of, of catching the football, getting his body inside of the defender and allowing some room and space for Carson Wentz to fit the ball in small windows. I think we got away from that attack later on in the football game. We got away from the run game, only 14 run attempts. But anytime that you go into a game, you're expecting to have 65 to 75 plays. When you only have 58 plays, that hurts you. That really affects the way that you run the football as well as pass it. And kind of an indictment of where this Eagles offense has been all season. Against Green Bay, zero plays of 25 yards or longer. And that's the third time this season yeah. that that has happened. The lack of chunk plays, Brian, as we know, really catching up to this football team. As a defense, from the defensive side of the ball, you're saying, let's make these guys go 80 yards every single time. And if they can't get those chunks plays, those big-time plays, plus 20, plus 30 plays, it's almost impossible to do that repeatedly, game, I mean, series after series. It's just, it just not doesn't happen. Even with veteran offensive lines and running backs and quarterbacks, for us, our, our, our window of opportunity is so small, we can't continue to put ourselves in that position without having those big plays. We need them from somewhere, and, and we have to win the special, the, the special teams battle as well. The field position battle plays a big part into that. We didn't win that battle either last night. Uh, we have to find a way to change things up just a bit here. A short-term problem last night. Brandon Brooks hospitalized during the day. He is now out of the hospital and likely to play on Sunday against Cincinnati. So Isaac Sayamalo played the right guard position, and I think played pretty well. Uh, but then let's talk about Nelson Aguilar and your thoughts on Nelson and the decision to make him inactive. How might that help him in the big picture? I think Doug um, is going to help this kid. I, I think the decision not to play him is definitely going to help him in the long run. Uh, it's so it's, Football is a stressful, stressful sport. It's just you have to perform. You have to compete every single week. And you're truly competing for your job every single week against the best guys in the business at what they do. And it's just stressful. And, and I went through it. A lot of other players went through it. And sometimes when you don't deal with it well, you go into funks and you're just not able to get out by yourself. But the thing that I think Doug has done for Nelson has saved him because now he got a chance to see how other guys do it. Now the pressure wasn't on him. Hopefully he comes back against Cincinnati and finds a way to help and impact this football team because he has talent. He has to be able to use that talent on the field to help this team win. One game is enough to clear the mind and lower the stress level? Well, I sure hope it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Doug is going to allow him to play this week. I sure, I sure hope that uh, one game is enough just to get him back on track. He needs to be uh, an impact player on this team. Those big plays that we're looking for, he has the ability to make those plays. He hasn't made them in the past. We haven't seen them. He has the ability. Now we need to turn potential into actual reality. And if he's able to do that with the week off, that'll help this team win. And, Brian, when you look at his offense, you know, five games left here. Ryan Matthews with a knee injury. We don't know when he's going to get back in the lineup. Uh, there is some uncertainty up front. Vitae's still out at right tackle. Mm -hmm. So 
Boy, the Eagles are really challenged offensively. They are challenged. I think when I look at that last the game yesterday, we knew Carson Wentz was very accurate, especially early on in the game. We saw some other things from him. I think he looked very athletic running the football. He made some guys miss in space. I was impressed by that. But you're right. We have challenges. We need those big plays. I think we have to be more committed to our run game. And if we do those things and play well, we can't make any mistakes. We don't, we don't have any of that uh, room for error. Uh, if we, we play well, we don't make any mistakes, I think we'll at least be in the game from an offensive perspective. And the truth is, the Packers did to the Eagles on Monday night what the Eagles did to the Atlanta Falcons a few weeks ago. They played keep away, and they did it very, very well. So the Eagles offense, again, six possessions in the first 58 minutes of the game, three scores. You like that 50% rate of scoring, but just 13 points. Not enough points. You're used to getting 10 to 12 possessions per game. I think they ended up with seven. seven. And that's just not enough. That's yeah. saying a couple of things. That your defense is not getting off the field, which with 37, 35 minutes of time of possession for Green Bay, that's obvious. That also is saying that your offense needs to stay on the field a little bit longer. Converting on third down, which they did pretty well. They mm -hmm. were 43%. It's tough when the other team is 71%, though. That's the problem. Yeah, so a very, very bitter loss to the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. But as we all know in the NFL, another week beckons. And on Sunday, the Eagles go to the Cincinnati Bengals, struggling themselves, a Super Bowl contending team in the eyes of many before the season. The Bengals 3-7-1. We'll talk about that matchup next on Eagles 360. Right checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. You here to buy the tickets? Hey buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. Dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. <laughs> what were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. <laughs> NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified, authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. Well, the Cincinnati Bengals are the opponent on Sunday. The Eagles trying to get back on the winning track against a team that has really, really fallen by the wayside in the AFC this year. Brian, the Bengals are 3-7-1. and one. They're not going to have A.J. Green, the superstar wide receiver. They're not going to have their do-everything running back, Gio Bernard. They are going to come into this game like the Eagles on a down note with a lot of questions. Anytime you're playing a wounded animal in their house, you have to be very, very cautious. And this is a game that the Eagles, that you can't overlook any game. We're not good enough to overlook any team at this point. We're going on the road where we've really struggled to play football. But I think this game is truly solely about the Eagles. 
Can you eliminate the mistakes? Can you can you play error-free football? Can you line up and run football plays and execute those plays? If you can do that, then you can win this game. There's no doubt about it. But we've struggled to do those small things, and now we go into a situation where we have to do it if we want to get a win. You know what's interesting about this Eagles team? When they start strong and take a lead, yeah. good things happen. But they haven't shown, as I recall, the ability to come back and win a football game. That's what happens when you have younger teams, guys that haven't played uh, long enough together. They just don't understand that it's time to come back. Who do you look at? Who do you throw the ball to? What is that guy? Uh, who is that guy that you look at and say, listen, we know it's third and three. We're throwing the football to you or we're handing the football off to you or we know this guy on the defensive side of the ball is going to make the play. Because of so many missed tackles on the defensive side of the ball, so many penalties on offense, we haven't found out who that player is. They have to play together a little bit longer. Right now, we don't have that go-to guy. So Sunday, a matchup of two teams below 500, but different situations. Marvin Lewis established in Cincinnati could be in a bit of trouble out there yeah. with his season. They're having Doug Peterson, of course, just starting in Philadelphia. Both teams needing to put some pieces around their quarterback and the Eagles looking for some success on the road. They've lost five in a row on the road this season. Need one in Cincinnati to make December an interesting one here for the Philadelphia Eagles. We've got one segment to go here on Eagles 360. I'm going to talk to Brian about what's ahead and what happened to him on Monday night. Merrill Reese and Jeremiah Trotter go into the team's Hall of Fame, but before the action on the field at halftime, the Eagles held a private ceremony with, well, not too private. There were about 200 Eagles fans there, but it was very, very cool. We'll show you what it's all about when we come back. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Santander, introducing Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. A new checking account that's convenient and gives you more control. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Visit one of our branches or santanderbank.com simple to learn more and sign up today. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. I sup to Philly. I sup to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I sup to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly! With Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Dave Spadaro, Brian Westbrook here on Eagles 360. Let's get you set up with what's happening on Wednesday here. Our Amorosos on the menu preview. We've got a good one for you on Wednesday. 
Doug Peterson, head coach, very candid interview in studio with me. We've got Mike Quick taking his first in-depth look at the Cincinnati Bengals and the players and the coach meeting the media on a very busy Wednesday. Amorosos, the reason Philly sandwiches are so famous. Now on Monday night, the Eagles had their Hall of Fame night. Merrill Reese, Jeremiah Trotter go into the Hall of Fame. This guy's already there. We all know that. 2015 inductee Brian Westbrook. And at the Novacare Complex, late afternoon, Jeffrey Lurie, chairman and CEO of this football team, handing out Hall of Fame jackets to the 13 Hall of Fame members who were able to make it to Philadelphia on Monday. It was a very cool ceremony. And those jackets, Brian, are sweet. I was wondering. At first, I thought we were going to hand out Kelly Green jackets, but Mr. Lurie just did a great job of giving us these black, was it felt type of jackets? I mean, you know, they, I, don't, I, don't, I don't deal they, in that territory. They were nice. They were great jackets. <laughs> Had his little emblem on it. It was perfect. Uh, I'm a proud. This is this is a great organization, and as a player, I understood it, and even as an alumni at this point, you understand even better because I went to San Francisco. I understand how they treated their guys, their ex-players out there. This is an absolute gold standard of uh, organizations in the NFL. I'm so proud to be a part of it. And good to see all the guys, Donovan and great all those, some of the older guys. I was just telling Ray, great guys that we have. Maxi Bond. These guys have played it. They Bill they, Bradley. Bill, I mean, Bill Berg. I mean, yeah. these dogs. I mean, Harold Carmichael, Eric Allen. These are great guys to be around hearing some of these football stories. Just guys talking football. This That's the thing that we always miss. We don't miss the on the field as much. We miss the guys talking football, just hanging out, watching the game together. I wish we could do it every week. I actually thought it was fun on the field at halftime. I emceed the ceremony inducting Jeremiah and Merrill and hearing the players behind him. Yeah. It was like, come on, let's go. Come on, Trot, come on, come yeah. on, Merrill, come on. I never saw, I saw Trot crying, Yeah. and I saw Merrill giving the fist pump, yeah. man. Yeah. It was cool. Merrill was so excited. I'm excited for Merrill because he's like a little guy with a big voice. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Anytime you see the Axe Man, who is the model of consistency, but intimidation and, and just meanness, cry, it, may, it makes you want to shed a tear. Yeah, as well, it was so. a very, very cool ceremony. Unfortunately, the Eagles didn't follow up on the field, but... Bounce back time in Cincinnati on Sunday. Brian Westbrook, Dave Spadaro, thanks for joining us here on Eagles 360. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, have yourselves a great Eagles day.